I knew you'd catch up to me sooner or later. How I've relished this meeting. You, the dynamic Dark Knight, versus me, the conceptual Condiment King. Come, Batman. Let's see if you can cut the mustard. Oh, quiet. <laughs> Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies. We're Nerds a New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy. We're my co-host. This is Eli. Yep, we're back with another episode, and this is a very special episode. we got a, a few special episodes coming up later on the day. So this episode, uh, a few days ago passed, it was Batman's 80th birthday. So we decided to do a strictly Batman-centric show. Now, for those Batman! Of course, we're going to do that. Now, for those that don't know, we're actually going to talk... We're going to really dig into comics this time. A lot of time we're just all over the place talking about all kind of bullshit. But this time we're actually digging into comics because there was a comic that was released this week, which we had actually been anticipating for the entire year, and probably going to be the best-selling comic this year, which is Detective Comics number 1000. Now, the funny thing about that is that they've been planning this pretty much for a year last year. They even started speeding up publication of Detective Comics, making it go weekly, make it go bi-weekly, just so they can make sure they hit the mark of the date that batman was uh was created which was in march uh march 30th 1939 and like i said it's 2019 now so batman is 80 years old now and they want to make sure the thousandth issue of detective comics you know hit that same day mm -hmm. so yeah pretty interesting but we're gonna get to batman in a second but uh, some other stuff we gotta address because we got some stupid shit going on the internet that we just gotta touch on while it's still hot <laughs> on fire um uh, first off before we get into Batman, let's talk about something that's really been setting the internet on fire, and that is Thanos' asshole. Mm -hmm. So we really got to talk about this thing for a second because we've been holding it off for the longest, and then we try to ignore it as best we can until Josh Brolin decided to post on Instagram of him taking a shit and put on and, and hashtags flush Ant Man. <laughs> So I feel like at that point we kind of have to address it now. So why, I mean, the, the, why? the memes, man, the memes are great. The memes are great. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. The memes are hilarious. You know, you should have gone for the head and then you see Ant-Man. Well, I think of something better. You know, and then you see Thanos. So, yeah. And I don't know why this thing. And here's the thing. And I posted this earlier in another group, but I'm just saying it here right now. Like the thing about these fanboys is that they're so homophobic. They don't want to get Captain Marvel. They don't want a gay Hercules, but they have no problem uh, with anal entry <laughs> between Ant-Man and Thanos. Is that like <laughs> the, the biggest hypocrisy I've ever heard of? Like, like, do you know what gay is? <laughs> Entering another guy's asshole is gay. I don't care how you do it. I don't care how evil he is. It's still yeah, gay. But, but still, if, if it's from a jail standpoint, then it's really not. It's all about dominance. Oh, oh you're gay for the stay, okay. <laughs> you suck my dick. You're the one that's gay. 
So, yeah, I guess if they don't enjoy it, then it's not gay, you know. Now, the reason I want to talk about that, and I'm actually going to, uh, Eli, I actually found a way to sort of tie this into Batman. Okay. I'm not going to go the way you think I'm going to go with this. You're talking about the Adam going into Batman's ass? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but yes. Okay. So I was thinking of a story like people keep thinking that Ant-Man is going to shrink and enter Thanos, and that's how he's going to kill Thanos. So I, I, it made me think of another story in DC that happened. So, yes, Adam did shrink and go into Darkseid. Not through his asshole. <laughs> Because I read the story today. If anybody want to do some research on it, it's from a Justice League story back in the 90s with my Grant Morrison. It was in the Rock of Ages storyline. Basically, it was in the future. Darkseid <laughs> took over the universe, blah, 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 all stuff like that. Batman showed up, tried to fight Darkseid. Darkseid, I beamed him, killed him. But it was in the future, so who cares? Batman's dead, whatever. That's the end of that story of how it connects to Batman. But anyway, Green Arrow shows up. He was like, okay, you kill Batman. We're going to kill you. And so he shoots like a strobe light arrow at dark side but of course the arrow bounced off dark side to do anything but the thing because it's a strobe light and light enters the eyes and was able to shrink so small that he was able to ride the light beam into dark side's eyes through his brain or some bullshit this grant morrison look yeah i was about to say it's grant morrison it's grant Mor- sure. what, 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 what do you expect <laughs> okay so he's inside Darkseid's brain. He pulls out some mini cannon that he had in his hand that was shrunken down, enlarges it, shoots the shit out of Darkseid's brain, kills him, blah, blah, blah. That's it. So, yes, that is possible. Plus Ant-Man, not Ant-Man, Adam, or was it the evil Adam for Earth? Whatever. He also shrunk in the, uh, Superman's brain one time and put kryptonite in his brain, too. Who did that shit? So, yes, it is possible. But the thing is, Ant-Man doesn't have to go through his asshole. He can go through his navel cavity. He can go through his ear. He it's other ways to enter Thanos. His, his dick. His <laughs> That's a possibility too, but I mean that may even be worse. And plus, there's no guarantee that even entering Thanos' asshole will even work. It's Thanos. His assholes are probably super strong also. It will probably crush Ant Man. <laughs> Have we spent too long, long talking about Thanos' asshole? Uh, sure, I, I talked about it all weekend too. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like when we I would have a conversation, we would grow some people out anyway. So shout out to Cliff. <laughs> I can see Cliff now. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, another thing before we get to the uh, main course. Uh, also, we know what today is right now, and we can even say what today is. Today is April first. Oh yeah, it is. And we all know what that is. April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. so you know it's going to be all kind of practical jokes and stuff like that so but here's the thing with the way geek news going right now will we even know the difference between april fool's day and the regular bullshit they post now yeah no shit it's the same shit so well we know they might actually tell the truth today <laughs> so that being said can we move on to the next part of the podcast yeah let's go okay so like i said we're going to get into the batman centric stuff but we all we want to we want to at least uh, follow the trend of what we've been doing because you know people expect us to get the box office numbers and that's what we're going to do we're going to give the box office numbers and see exactly what's been going on today and eli give it to me what is the number one movie of this week is it dumbo it is dumbo mm. i had no idea the movie was even out but it is out and it and it is uh doing gangbuster numbers it is at 45 million right now really? i heard it bo- i heard it bombed or something or something like that I'm, I'm, I'm 45 it's a disney movie so forty five million for a Disney movie is kinda eh. Yeah. You know. So it probably isn't a 
it, it'll probably make his money back as well. But it, I'm pretty sure it's low expectation compared to what everybody expects him with Dumbo. But I don't know. Maybe if Dumbo doesn't do what it's supposed to do and Aladdin doesn't do what it's supposed to do, maybe they'll kind of calm down on these live action movies. Yeah. I guess. Cause... Quote unquote live action movies. <laughs> right. Because then you got Lion King, which is 100% CGI, but it's live action. Yeah. <laughs> uh number two we have us let's just talk about us real quick like i said it's doing numbers remember last week eli where we talked about that uh it seemed like it was a twilight zone episode yeah i did some research it is a twilight zone episode i heard it was it was inspired by one yeah yeah it pretty much what it is it was like people from a mirror dimension came up and it was they were attacking the clones like that it was basically the same shit so okay. he just took that concept and just stretched it out. So, yeah, he probably that's probably what he's gonna do for the rest of his career. Just take Twilight Zone episodes and just put black people in them and just uh, do it well, an hour and a yeah. half long. Well, he's he's making a Twilight Zone, so <laughs> yeah, he's making Twilight Zone. So probably whatever the best episode, yeah, that's my next movie. <laughs> uh, number three, we have Captain Marvel. Let me look at Captain Marvel for a second because we keep forgetting about this movie. Uh, ooh, Eli, guess what is sitting there right now? Is it at a billion yet? It is not. It is at 990. Oh, almost. Almost. Now, you know what Disney is going to do. They're going to leave it in the theater until it hits a billion. They don't give a fuck if it's next year. <laughs> so they're, they did it with Black Panther. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to admit that. They left Black Panther in the theaters until they did the numbers they wanted to do, then took it out. Uh-huh. And plus, we know when Endgame hits, Captain Marvel is going to get a boost anyway. Oh, right, yeah. There you go. Because still, we got that. So what else we got? Uh, number four, five feet apart, five unplanned. Don't know what that is. Number six, Wonder Park. Don't know what that is. Uh, number seven, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Another one. Okay. Uh, number eight, Hotel Mumbai. Don't know what that is. Oh, really? That's that's out. What what is that? That's about that massacre when those terrorists like stormed that hotel, started shooting up India and shit. You gotta narrow it down. Which one? There was like yeah, it was a big one. Mumbai like. It's like about maybe about ten years ago. I mean, it's like we get so yeah. many terrorist shootouts nowadays. I, well, I, that I, was I, like I the first. That was like the first one of its kind. You know, you, they were like, "Fuck this suicide bomber shit. Let's just do the shit the Americans do and just rush, rush into a place with machine guns and shoot everybody." And they made a movie <laughs> about that. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some really fucked up people, man. <laughs> okay, and uh, what else we got? Number nine. Tyler Perry of Madea Family Reunion. No, Family Funeral. Sorry about I fucked that up. And number 10, The Beach Bum. Whatever the fuck that is. I don't know. Oh, I think it's mad that Matthew McConaughey shit. Uh, oh, yeah. So I know I'm not going to watch that. So, yeah, a bunch of movies we never heard of. Uh, next week, we are going to do another special episode. And it's going to be Shazam. You know, uh, I was talking to my mom. She remembers Shazam. Oh, is that out next week? Damn. So is Pet Cemetery. Damn. So at the same time. Which one do you think is going to win, Eli? I'm sure Shazam will, but damn, I got to see Pet Cemetery too. I see too, a so. lot of people talking about Pet Cemetery. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it, we'll see. <laughs> okay, uh, well let well, me Pet ask Cemetery- you, which one Pet- are you more excited for? Because you're you're the horror guy. You know, this- I, I gotta say, I gotta say, uh, it's probably Pet Cemetery, just because I actually like that. I'm I, I can't say I'm a big fan of Shazam. In fact, I don't really know Shazam that well. He's Kid you know, Superman. Basically. I I basically yeah you know <laughs> I don't not yeah I so can't say why I'm, I'm yeah. excited for it, but I see why you're excited for Pet Cemetery so yeah <laughs> so I but, mean I I want to see Shazam 
But you know, I'll see if I, I maybe I'll maybe I'll try to see both. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, like I said, I don't want to give an early spoiler, but basically, what I've I've known I've heard. Not uh, critics. I've known people that have seen Shazam, and I've talked to them back and forth. Say what they said. Basically, it's pretty much what you expect from the trailer. It's pretty much a kids' movie. You know? Okay. But you kind of expected that because Shazam is not supposed to be Watchmen. You know, he's not supposed to be yeah. dark and gross and ripping people's heads off like Superman. Superman ain't supposed to be ripping people's heads off like Superman. But shit, that's that's what's going on with them. So yeah, that's Shazam. Uh, it was just weird, and my mom was like, "Oh, is that that guy that I remember from you know for the cartoon TV show from when I was growing up?" Like, "Yep, same guy." Matter of fact, I do remember. I do remember that show. It's on DC I'm Universe. A... Oh, okay. I've never <laughs> seen it because it just looks so damn cheesy. But yeah, it's on DC Universe. I do remember. I mean, I'm that old to remember that shit. You know? <laughs> so Billy Batson. So. Yeah, so that's cool. So now we can actually move into the actual podcast. And like I said, from now to the end of the podcast, all it's going to take us, we can talk about Batman, Batman, Batman. That's it. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever, for new listeners, I don't know if you noticed this, but you almost never hear me talk about Batman. I leave all that to Eli. You, you, you just like complain about him. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's not that I don't even hate Batman. I don't hate Batman. <laughs> I like Batman. I'll even admit Batman's, you know, culture on pop culture. You know, his influence on pop culture. I'll admit that. I'll admit his, you know, his popularity. I admit that he has some of the best written comics and stories in all of comics. I just have a problem with the character itself. I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to get into that when we actually talk about the book because this uh, Detective Comics 1000, some of those stories address my issues with Batman. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, reading those stories, I'm like, hey, Leroy, like, this is about what Leroy talks, talks right. about all the time. So we would talk about those on a case-by-case basis. Yeah. So, Batman just beats up hood rats all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and they call him out on that shit. But like I said, we'll talk about that shit. All right. So, Eli, let's do this tradition like we're doing. Let's prepare ourselves like we're going to do for the Shazam review. So, like I said, this is Batman. So do you, what is your first earliest memory or interaction of Batman. It's got to be the 66 TV show when I was a little kid. Loved Batman. Yeah. Loved Batman as a kid. This predates my love of Star Wars. So, you know, that's way old. I was into Batman before anything else. I remember the TV show, like the Adam West TV show. I remember the Migos. I had so many Batman Mego figures because I would lose them or they'd break or the fucking... The, the sticker, the bat signals, you know, his emblem would, it was a sticker. Just, just on his felt fucking, you know, bat suit, it would fall off. And I just constantly needed Batman figures. So I had so many of them, you know. So, yeah, I was way into Batman as a little kid. Watched the Super Friends, you know, when I found out he was a comic. Before I could even read, I was just buying the comic books just to look at the pictures and shit. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, it all starts with the, the you know, back in the, what would be the late, late 70s. Um, okay. And yeah, just just those reruns with the Batman 66 series. Okay. Let me ask you, because like I said, that's my first interaction with Batman also. Now, watching that show, did you feel it was campy or it was like a comedy show or it was making fun of Batman anyway when you were watching it? No, because it was just my first exposure to Batman. You know, I just thought it was cool like it was so you know as a little kid that's all that was my only knowledge of him 
You know, it was right. basically that show or the cartoons. So I had no idea that there was this other darker side to him. I mean, I, there was a little bit of that in the comics because I'm probably sure it was the Neil Adams shit that was going on at the time right. that I was looking at. But, you know, I just thought it was all cool. This is all just cool Batman shit to me, yep. you know. And I just, yeah, it, I, it didn't matter to me. I just liked liked him. I, and he had a cape. I had a thing for capes. I don't know what it was. I just <laughs> like wear capes going to school or something. Uh, yeah, and like you know the you know pin the towel around my neck, and you know that's why I like Darth Vader and Lando Calrissian. I mean, I just had a thing for capes, you know. So <laughs> Batman wore a cape, and you know even Superman I thought was cool <laughs> yeah. as a kid, you know. So yeah, I mean that's just all my knowledge of Batman was was just, was just being exposed to it. And I guess I wasn't biased in any way. I was too young to be biased. You know, that was my first version of them. So I didn't really care. You know, it, the whole not my Batman thing wasn't, I was too young for that shit. Right. You know? and I, I feel the same way you felt. Like when I took the show, I, I took the show seriously. Like I didn't know it was supposed to be campy or comedy or anything like that. I was like, this is Batman. He's fighting a bunch of bad guys. You wait for the end where he's punching people and shit like that. You know, the sound effects. Wham! Yeah. Bam! I, that was the money shot for me, you know. Just watching yeah. uh, all, you know, you're waiting to see which bad guy's going to show up. It's going to be Joker. It's going to be Riddler. It's going to be Egghead. It's going to be, you know, King Pharaoh, Mr. Freeze, yeah. whatever. You know, you never know what's going to pop up. So you're waiting for that to happen. You know, you're watching that. You didn't think it was comedy. It was some funny stuff in it, but you, you were laughing with them, not at them. Yeah, you know. and it was it just hooked your attention, and it was always a it was always a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. you know. Tune in next time, you know. It's like okay, oh shit, I gotta see this, and you know he slid down the pole. My dad was a fireman, you know, okay. and that's what he did. I was like, oh, so it's like Batman. He slides down the pole like Batman, and <laughs> you know, into the Batcave. That's so fucking cool. So yeah, I just liked the whole idea. It was more about the idea of Batman and who he was, what he did, all the cool shit, the Batmobile. Still, my favorite Batmobile is still yeah, that with the one. The fire shooting out of it and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, yep. you know, I just, yeah, just all that shit. I mean, I, that's what I was. I was so into it when I was a kid. I was like obsessed. It was probably my first obsession, you know, that I that I can recall was was Batman. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So let's change gears. Okay, that was your first interaction of Batman, right? So, what was your first comic book with Batman? If you if you uh, can remember. <sighs> I mean, just random issues throughout the 80s, but probably the one that um, I followed. I'm trying to think. it's It might have been... Uh, it it might have been the Death in the Family. I'm okay, thinking. Okay, so you, 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 that was you a were reading that deal. with the original run with that, with Jim Starlin? No, I remember hearing about it, like hearing about it. Because I was reading comics, but I wasn't reading DC. But then I remember hearing about, you know, Robin dying, and then when I, I when the when the trade came out, I bought it. So oh, okay, like after the fact, you bought it. Okay. Yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. Back I'm then to, they were graphic novels. Yeah, yeah. I remember buying the buying the collected edition, and like because I remember hearing about it, and the whole hotline where you got to vote to see if he lived or died and all. I remember seeing that and hearing about it, but I wasn't reading. DC shit at the time. And then, um, yeah, when it came out, I just out of curiosity, I actually bought it, you know? And so that's like the first, like collect, like story arc that I remember reading about Batman. But I read like random issues off racks 
as a right, kid. Detective Comics. Yeah. Off of something in. No, yeah, off the spin racks. I mean, as a little kid, I mean, they were like, you know, 60, 50 cents at the time. And mm-hmm. I would just, you know, whatever looked cool. I mean, I was a little kid. You're a kid. You don't give a fuck. You just kind of, whatever looks cool. Right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And plus, yeah. you heard Robin dies. So of course, you want to see how he died. So. Yeah. And about that time, I was a little, like, I was in high school. I was like maybe 15, 14, 15 when, I, when it happened. Mm-hmm. So. I remember hearing about like really Robin dies. That was unheard of, you know. No one die ever really died, right? You know, and especially and back then, voting him off, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like I was you like, could that vote was... whether or not he dies or not. So, yeah, so it was like a kind of a new thing, you know, for like for me, anyways. Like I wasn't really familiar with anything like that, you know. I was reading the Hulk and shit like that. <laughs> right, he's not gonna die or anything. Yeah, so. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, when I heard about yeah that Robin had died, you know, I was like, and then and when it finally came out on in the collected book, which I still own by the way, I still happened to dig it out and I found it, I still had it. it. Like looks like shit, but um, <laughs> no real value on that one. <laughs> but it but it's still the same one, you know. And um, I was like, wow, you know. So that's probably that, and it was Dark Knight Returns is around there too. Sometime I read that. That was well, when Dark Knight I, Returns predates uh, that book. Yeah, and I remember didn't, I didn't read Dark Knight Returns until the fucking movie came out. Oh damn! So okay. yeah, so it would have been a few. And again, I had I had heard about that story and how cool it was, but again, I wasn't really, you know, interested until yeah, the movie, the movie, because when the movie came out. The whole world went batshit crazy. Oh, so. yeah. The, the 89 movie? <laughs> yeah. Insane. People don't understand. If you weren't there, you wouldn't understand it. Yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to think of... I, I try to... It's like Star Wars, but if you weren't around for Batman, then you ain't going to remember Star Wars either. Right. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of what today, what would that be like? I, I, I can't think of anything like that. The Avengers yeah. went like that, like the hype for that movie. I can't think of any movie that was like that. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Marvel has... I mean, everybody's into Marvel... Yeah, but, but like, the problem is with Marvel that there's so many of those movies coming out, it kind of kills the hype for them. Like even Endgame doesn't have the hype that that Batman movie had. Yeah, and and the merchandise. I mean, everything. I had Everybody. the Batman sweater. I had the Batman sweater. <laughs> Keychains, the cereal, the fucking, you know, the the pop or drinks. I mean, there was so much merchandise. There were the, billboards. The it was toys. The yeah. Remember Bob the Goon. Bob the Goon, yeah. <laughs> and everybody had that toy for some reason. Yeah, my brother had all them. Like, he had the Batmobile, the Batwing, all the figures, Bob the Goon, you know. <laughs> I had the Batcave, you know. Yeah, and it was so, it was just saturated with Batman merchandise. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, you movies know? back then, it was all about the merchandising. Like, yeah. the movie was just the way to Star Wars the same way. The movie well, was just a tool to sell the merchandise. But that's the thing is not every movie was that successful. Like they tried to movies to, to merchandise movies, but they there was only a few that were that big, like Star Wars mm-hmm. and then Batman. Yeah. Like I, I can't think of any other movie. And George, that and George was, that was so smart for this shit. He was like he told Fox, Y'all can have the movie money. I don't care. Just give me the merchandise and money. Like, yeah, fuck, okay. And he own made the li- a fucking the, on his I want to own the likeness to all my characters. Right. You know? <laughs> and he's just looking like dumbasses. Yeah, I mean, everybody, like everybody was into Batman. 
Yeah. It was insane, but it was such a yeah. different Batman than what we know. It was like, you remember 1966 Batman, who at the time everybody took seriously. Then you see this Tim Burton Batman. You're like, wait, what? What the hell is going yeah. on? Yeah, like, that's what I... Yeah, that's when I started noticing people saying, oh, that's not my Batman. The only Batman I know is Adam West. Right. <laughs> oh, like, how, and come, Michael how come Keaton. Robin ain't in the Batman right. movie? Oh, and, and let's talk about Michael Keaton for a second. Now, you think Ben Affleck got hate. Oh, yeah. This is Mr. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Johnny Dangerously. People are like, hold up. You got a stand-up comedian playing Batman? What the fuck? Yeah. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice <laughs> play him like no. It's you, that guy can't be Batman. You know. So it was just weird. But yeah, if the internet was around right now, you would have heard some some wild shit about Michael Keaton, but it just happened it wasn't there around the time. And he got thrown and killed it. You yeah. Know, nobody was expecting that. Yeah, I saw that movie like fuck. How many times in the theater? Mm-hmm. Like I sat and watched like one day I watched it twice in a row. You know, because that's how, you know, I was a nerd and had no friends. So watch Batman, stayed and watched it again. You know, I mean, it's probably one of those movies. Like if you put a gun in my head, I probably could quote like from beginning to end, like every scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was cool. You know? It, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was Batman made. And, and you could say that Batman really, you know, planted the seeds to all the superhero movie tropes. I mean, movie tropes. like you could say Superman did it. But Superman was so far away, like in the 70s and shit like that, Batman is more current where movies, re- like it really kicked off the superhero like trend. Where Superman really didn't do it, but Batman did. Because then you start having Dick Tracy, then you start having fucking Ninja Turtles and shit popping up. All yeah, like, Ninja like, Turtles probably, was like a year later. Yeah, Right, yeah. They were like, Bat- oh, it's money Sup- in this shit, you know. Yeah, because Superman was like the se- late 70s and then yeah. they did... Yeah, by like what early '80s, Superman three was out and done. I mean, it sucked. like that was it. Yeah, right. They <laughs> move on to something else. Yeah, so they're like, "Fuck if if Superman's bombing, fuck every other comic book." Right. And- it, it's not like Superman <laughs> started a train. Like, oh, let's jump on this superhero bandwagon. No, it wasn't that. It was like that was it. You know. Yeah. So, Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, Batman. Then they start cranking out superhero movies left and right. So yeah, Batman's really trying to do it. And you have you seen Birdman, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because Michael Keaton's in there pretty much saying the same shit. He's like, I gave these idiots the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> I thought this shit was funny as hell, you know. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but, yeah, that's what I was going to say. But, oh, let me talk about my first, you know, experience. Well, comic book with Batman, because I remember this, like, night and day. It was laying on my cousin's floor. It was Action Comics Annual Number 1. Uh, okay. I can't remember who wrote it. I do remember it was Number drunk. 1? Number, well, actually, but remember, this is the post-crisis reboot. Oh, okay. So it's not worth the damn. You know? <laughs> Just laying on your cousin's floor. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so it had like peace missed to it, but I didn't care. It was basically, like I said, actually, it was Superman and Batman teaming up. You know. Okay. I'm pretty sure this was after I seen the Batman movie. Uh, but they were teaming up and they were fighting vampires. That's when I learned that Superman had a weakness to magic because these vampires were fucking them up, you know, slicing them and shit like that because they're magic and shit. So it took Batman to help him beat these guys. And I was like, and it, honestly, watching Superman and Batman teaming up blew my mind because I remember the Superman movie whenever that shit came out and the Batman movie. And you got to remember, comic book movies back then aren't like they are now. We don't get six a year. Yeah. You know, we got one, maybe once every three years or like that. So you got to wait for these adventures for them. 
So I got to wait for another Superman movie and wait for another Batman adventure. But you're telling me I can pick up a comic book and I can see uh, these guys' adventures anytime I want to? Yeah. Get, like thousands of these shits? Yeah. Like, sign me up. Give me them. And that's what started my love for comics right there. That's yeah. when I'm like, I got to get as much of this shit as I can, you know. Uh, and then I started digging in like, well, who else got comics? Spider-Man got comics. X-Men got comics. You know, give me all this shit. I want all of it. And that's, that's what started my love for comics. I wanted to get more into and invest in these characters and see what they're, you know, what they're doing. So, and that was that. Now, as far as like Batman, now here's the thing. That was years later. I actually didn't buy any more Batman comics or Superman comics for that matter either. I kind of got heavy into Marvel like most of my friends around the time. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. We didn't really touch DC. DC was shit. DC was lame, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I had this one friend that was a DC uh, DC fan, and he handed me a graphic novel. Uh-oh. Uh, the Dark Knight Returns. And, oh, shit. Yeah, and Batman Year One. Oh shit. Yeah, Double now, Miller. <laughs> right. Now here's the thing. I'm like, Batman, I don't want to read any Batman. Cause I, I read like some some one off like you did ran like Detective Comics four hundred, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's fighting the penguin and shit. And I'm like, I don't really feel like reading Batman and shit like that. But yeah. I read those two two uh stories, like The Dark Knight Returns and Batman Year One. I promise you, like when I was done with the I feel like my life had changed. Like my my outlook on life was completely different than what it was before. Yeah, because I've never read any shit like that in Marvel, like nowhere near like this shit at Marvel. Yeah, I mean, I I was reading like indie stuff at the time, mm-hmm. you know, I was reading horror comics and shit, you know, Dark Horse shit and alien comics. But yeah, re- first time reading Dark Knight Returns, it I, I looked at Batman in a new way. I looked that. at comics a different way. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I was like this is okay. This is where you can go with these stories, you know. Like that's it completely on my mind. But yeah, it looked at Batman in a completely different way. I like like Batman is cool as fuck. So I'm trying to tell all my Marvel friends about Batman, and they're laughing at me because <laughs> they didn't read the story. Yeah, and like I gave it. I remember giving Dark Knight Returns to my cousin. Right. I'm like check this out, dude, and he started drawing the sons of Batman on his right. like notebooks SOBs, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he just liked that image, like the guy with the the skinhead with the Batman face sign on his face with the shotgun, and you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you and know. the story just also, like I said, is the there's four stories in Dark Knight Returns, and the first three stories are like fucking off. Like people know about it now because it's a cartoon about it that came out. We didn't have cartoons; we had the book, and that was it. You know, yeah. So the first three stories it kept building up, building up, and you knew it was going to be a showdown between him and the Joker. Showdown came, you're like, well, it can't get better than that. That's the best thing ever. Yeah. Next fucking issue, he fights Superman. You're like, what yeah. the fuck? And he kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> and kicks the shit out of you, like, because it build up to you, like, there was no way he could beat Superman. And then he beats me, like, what the fuck? That's the greatest book yeah. I ever read. <laughs> yeah, and it like, yeah, uh, it it just went, it went places I never knew. Because I because I was I was tired of superheroes. Right. At the time, I stopped reading superhero comics. You know, because I just got bored of them. But that showed me how deep that they can go how how much yeah th- that that you can be edgy with these characters these superhero characters right and make them cool like superman like sucking the 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 the, the sunlight out of the plants and shit and like to to 
revive himself. I was like, what the fuck? Right. Like, <laughs> like I that ne- that just blew my mind. Like, holy shit. Well, I even the shit that. talking they were doing before they even got to the fight when he just flew down to Wayne Manor, he was like, Bruce, eventually somebody's gonna uh send me down here and stop you. And Bruce like, okay, let me know when it happens. Or like may the best man win. I'm like, is he talking shit to Superman? Yeah. Like, does he know who that is? You know? And so just, just like, that whole build up, it was just so awesome, man. I, I just love that story. And how brutal it was. It was so violent. Nothing like that was at Marvel. Yeah, Nothing. I, I never yeah, I never saw it. And I was reading The Punisher. You know, right. <laughs> I, like even the Punisher wasn't like the that Punisher brutal. Was bloodless like the Joker, at, at the time, at the time, it was bloodless. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the Joker breaking his own neck and shit. Right. <laughs> like fuck it, if you're not gonna kill me, then oh wait, when Catwoman was telling him, "Don't bring the girl. He's worse than what he was before." And even then, I was like, "Whoa, that's kind of fucked up." <laughs> yeah, and like the you know fucking Gordon's half insane. Like I just think of Sarah. The rest is easy, like, <laughs> right. like you know, as the, he's getting mugged and shit, and right. the, the like that slasher that's you know almost kills that woman in the rain or whatever, and it was just so creepy. I was like, I never like, yeah, the Dark Knight Returns really blew my mind as far as superhero storytelling. Yeah, you know? and and even not only Dark Knight Returns, but but Batman Year One also because Batman yeah. Year One was not the way I expected it to go. Like that shit was a crime noir drama. It wasn't yeah. even a superhero story. And I was no. like, damn, so you can tell a crime drama in a comic book? Because like, it was more about Gordon yeah. than it was about Batman. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, Pretty okay, much. so they got Gordon a badass and a story about him. And I want to see more about him, what he's doing. Meanwhile, you're seeing the progression of Bruce Wayne becoming Batman. And on top of that, Batman was fucking up. That's what got, yeah. got me. Like, he didn't know how to be Batman. He had to learn how to be Batman. I was like, okay, that shit is kind of awesome. So just listening to that story and watching how he had to fight the crooked cops of Gotham, I, I've never seen anything like that before. It was it blew my mind. Both of those stories blew my mind. I was like, okay, Batman storytelling wise on another level than anything at Marvel. Now, like I said, I know Frank Miller had did Daredevil. I'm still getting around to those Daredevil books. I haven't read the Daredevil books, but yeah, the Batman stories blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, if you read those Daredevil books, you can totally see the transition of Daredevil. Dark Knight Returns in year one, then eventually Sin City. You can see that right. progression of of Miller's style. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I didn't read year one until years later, but yeah, it, that was cool too. Like, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I always say uh, my, my the, the controversial statement. I still think Batman Begins is my favorite out of, the, out of the Nolan trilogy, just because you see the motivations that create Batman, right? You know, which you I see totally a lot buy. Of influence from Batman Year One, like they yeah. they're trying to adapt that book as best they could to that story. Yeah, like I was so into the origin of what made him Batman that I forgot I was even watching a Batman story. Yeah, you know, I was too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was so into what this what was going on, and like halfway through it, he starts making his Batman the Batarangs. I'm like, oh yeah. He's gonna become Batman. I'm like, and it, like, holy shit! Like, I remember the first time watching that. I was just, whoa! I like, it, yeah, it blew my mind in the same way that those comics did. <laughs> yeah, know? so awesome, awesome story. Uh, what am I talking about now? Let's let's get let's get to something else. Now, it's been some other stuff going on in the news. Uh, Zack Snyder has appeared again. Yeah, and he's got the fanboys in a frenzy again. You know, all of a sudden, release the Snyder Cut is trending again. Uh, he went on there saying that the Snyder Cut is done. It's finished. 
I'm waiting on Warner Brothers. I'm so tired of Zack Snyder. Like, go back to your hole. Go do another movie. He's doing a zombie movie, I guess. <laughs> and then, which is fine. I, go do any other movie, man. I'm fine. Just leave this DC shit alone. Because everything that came out of his mouth is confirming why he should have been he should have been, uh, been with these movies to begin with. Because people kept asking him, why does Batman kill? Why is Batman so murderous? And then he's just cursing them out. You know, wake the fuck up. Grow the fuck up. My Batman kills because my heroes do fucked up shit. Uh, you're living in a dream world. I'm like, of course living in a dream world. They're not real. They're superheroes. <laughs> no. And so, and, and then we they got into this whole bait about he started going down and then I think Mr. Sunday Movies or some YouTuber started posting videos about all the other Batman and started killing people, stuff like that. Yes, we get it. The other Batman have killed on screen before. Michael Keaton got a body count. You know, he was bodies on top of bodies. You know, uh, even the Nolan Batman was killing people left and right. Even though he kept saying he don't kill, but he kept killing people. You know, even shot Talia Ghoul at the end of the movie. And then you go to uh, Murder Man, you know, Ben Affleck, and just dropping bodies left and right. And the thing is, I think we hold Ben Affleck to a higher standard than we did back then. Because nobody was criticizing Michael Keaton or Val Kilmer or being comic accurate. Yeah, you know, and we were just, we were just thankful to have the movies, and they were just they were just film adaptions of the comics, right? You know? And but at the end of the day, Tim Burton did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. He didn't care what the comic. Tim Burton didn't read yeah. the comics. Yeah, he you didn't know. give a shit. I mean, he lets Vicky Vale into the Batcave, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't care, you know. <laughs> yeah. But rewind yeah. the time to the 2010s. Our comic book movies are held to a higher standard. Yeah. We expect some authenticity to the source material. Some of it, you know, we're not saying you got to be a slave to the source material, but we expect like whatever the core mentality of those characters to graduate to there. I mean, you can blame the MCU for that because they've taken the core values and, of those characters and they put them on screen. Like when you see Captain America, you see Captain America, you have to squint and be like, he's kind of Captain America, but he murders a bunch of people. You know, it's not like that. You, <laughs> you see him. And now when you watch, you know, Batman v Superman, you kind of put your eye like, is that Superman or is he going to rip a dude's head off in, in the middle of a fight? Is that Batman? Is he shooting people? You know, it's kind of hard to, you know, and it just lets you know that it's that disconnect between Zack Snyder and the audience. He doesn't get what makes these characters because, okay, yes, movies aside, yes, Batman kills in the comics. Let's just put that out there. He kills in the comics. But he's not murderous like he like Ben Affleck is, you know, just, you know, murdering everybody and mowing people down and running them over and, you know, uh, dragging them with the Batmobile and slamming them. In the he's not doing that. No. Yeah. Self-defense. If a guy, if a grenade bounces off a guy and it kills him, oh, well, didn't mean to do it, but it happens. But he's not going down just mowing down people, you know, and that's how and that's the thing that Zack Snyder get. And plus, Batman killing is a fundamental flaw of the character. Because yeah. if he kills, why would he have a rogues gallery? Why would the fucking Joker be alive? Yeah, and that that's the point of the comics version is the reason that keeps him from killing is what separates him from being a villain. Right. You know? Because then yeah. he's halfway he's half a serial killer. You know, basically. Right. He's that's a the serial only thing killer. stopping him from being a serial killer. Yeah, he's a serial killer who doesn't kill. Is essentially what Batman is. Right. Which is what is so interesting about the psychology of, of the character, 
you know, that he is just this obsessive, you know, fucking creep, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that that can't get over a trauma, uh, this past trauma, you right. know, which we will talk about so, later on also. Yeah. So that's what keeps him interesting is the fact that he doesn't kill and that he won't cross that line, you know. So, and, and plus so yeah, I can see. Yeah. yeah, I can see why people are angry about it, you know. But, you know, again, it's 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 like I said, it's another medium. I'm fine with whatever, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm, I'm not fine with it because it does break the character if he kills. Because not only that, let's take a little bit further. OK, so he doesn't kill his rose gallery. Uh, he's got the Joker and Penguin running around like that. But if he kills people, it's another problem he runs into. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, that's because true. Because Commissioner Gordon, Batman only does what Gordon allows him to do. So if if Batman is going around just offing people left and right, Gordon will have to shut him down. And trust me, Gordon can shut him down if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so that's another problem, like him just going around just murdering everybody like that. He wouldn't have a rose gallery, and he had to deal with Gordon. And Gordon would have – because right now, Gordon turns a blind eye to everything he does. He would like, you operate how you need to, operate out of the system, that, and do things that I can't do, and I'm going to turn my head. But if he just yeah, offers well, people, Gordon, throwing them off buildings and shit like that, yes, Gordon got to go after him. Yeah, well, Gordon believes in Batman. That's the thing that separates – that's the thing about the comics. And then you're talking about BBS, which is so – uh, Oh man! <laughs> it's like you're about to throw up in your mouth. Yeah. You like, oh, do we want to go here? Again? We, we don't. We don't. We don't. <laughs> it's fucking BBS. What else do you want to? What else do you want to complain about that movie besides Batman killing? Man, like, right. like if that's the only thing that you have like a it, problem, right? With. Right. Batman killing is not the worst part about the movie, which explains yeah, a no lot. Sh- yeah. No shit. I'm like, it's- like so much other shit that's going on that's wrong with that movie. And <laughs> right. We're focusing on that stupid shit. You know? right. <laughs> like, like some shit you just gotta just I'm, I'm, you know what just ignore that because so much other shit is so fucked up in that movie. But yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's and and plus the movie made it seem like like Batman was getting worse or he was becoming more violent. But the way Zack Snyder made it sound like nah, he just always like he just kills people. Fuck it, who cares. Well, and I get, see, that's the thing is I get what he's trying to do. I get that, that this was a Batman that's sort of hard boiled and sort of given up and just, he's in a shitty, he's just down in the dumps. Robin is dead. He feels like he's got no purpose. He's, he's, he's basically hit rock bottom and I get that, but the movie doesn't portray that. That's the point. The movie doesn't portray that. Now, if the movie said he was getting more violent, I would have been fine with it. I would have been fine with him killing. Yeah, they and that's the thing, is like what are the if that was the case, why did we see why did we not see the death of Robin? That it should have started out with the death of Robin instead of the death of his parents again, which we already know. Right. That's or why he's Batman. Explain something about it. Like, why is he getting worse? You know. Yeah, like, yeah, that he's just down in the dumps and he's just a fucking asshole now. And, right. And it's and it and it's and it's Superman that gives him that hope. I get all that. It's just not in the movie. No matter how many times all these BVS fans try to explain about all the ideas that are that what Zack Snyder in the movie was trying to say I get all that the movie doesn't do that because the fucked up thing about every time (laughs) Zack Snyder opens his mouth he contradicts them himself yeah (laughs) Yeah. like Zack just shut the fuck up they're trying to defend you 
They're trying to fix your <laughs> shitty movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we do with George Lucas. We're trying to help you, George Lucas. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah. Batman kills in Zack Snyder's movies. Get over it. <laughs> Zack Snyder's no longer making these movies, so it doesn't even matter anymore. So. Yeah, no shit. Because yeah. the thing is, like, another thing we kind of bring up there because I think People love it when Batman's just being violent like that. That's the thing that I have an issue with Batman. Now, one of my favorite, you know, moments of Batman is not when he's beating the shit out of people or killing people or doing whatever the fuck. My favorite moment, okay, remember Just League Unlimited, right? The cartoon? The cartoon, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. The episode where he uh, saved Ace, you know, that girl, the little girl? Uh, I don't remember, no. Oh, but. fuck. Okay, let me walk you through it. Anyway, the Royal Flush gang was taking over the universe and shit like that, and the girl had the power to warp reality, and she was about to completely just obliterate obliterate reality. Amanda Waller said, we got a way to kill her. I got this headband. You put it on here, it'll kill her. You know, but somebody got to get close enough to get to her, and Batman just snatched out of her hand and just ran in the room. They were like, oh, shit, so Batman's going to do it. Batman walks in the room, but she can read Batman's mind, and she tells Batman... Batman, that thing in your head could kill me, can't you? I uh, can it. You're like, yep. But you're not going to use it, are you? Nope. You just came, you just came to sit by me because you know I'm going to die. Like, yep. And Batman just sits there with her and just consoles her while she passed away because her powers are killing her. And then when she dies, Batman just carries her out, you know, and in his hands. And I'm like, that's a Batman moment. Because anybody else would have went in and tried to punch their way out of the situation. But he, you know confided in this little girl and i was like damn that's some deep ass shit plus it even gets deeper when you find out that the dog in batman beyond he named the dog after her i'm like damn some deep shit so that's when you make batman a more complex character instead of he just beating the shit out of people and breaking arms and legs and shit like that and actually has to think his way or show compassion that's the batman we should be seeing we should see this side of batman that batman doesn't exist in Zack snyder's universe or in his mind <laughs> you know <laughs> So that's my thing. So we want to see a, a well-rounded Batman, not to just a Batman just going to beat the shit out of everybody. So moving past that, uh, let's see. Hopefully Matt Reeves will have something to do with something. Baby, he can't do worse. <laughs> I will say this: Matt Reeves also <clears throat> wished Batman happy birthday, and he also had a, a a picture of Detective Comics twenty-seven. So he's actually reading a comic while he's making this movie. <laughs> That's not Dark Knight Returns. That's or, not or Dark Knight Returns. Where he just looked at the covers <laughs> and be like, "Oh, this shit is so cool!" Like, <laughs> he could, let's move on, move on. We, we're not gonna make this a BBS podcast. <laughs> uh, and so overall, okay, like I said, I'm gonna ask you a question. I'm gonna ask you a follow up question after that, Eli. What uh, is your favorite Batman cartoon series? Cartoon, like cartoon oh. series. Oh, probably the animated series, yeah. I know, yeah, easy, easy answer. Yeah, That's yeah. pretty much the default <laughs> answer. So, um, here's my follow-up question. Your favorite episode? I think it's I've actually this before, but... Yeah, I think it's, what, Feet of Clay, the one with Clayface? I, it's like... I mean, there's so many of them, but just... I, I, I just remember the Feet of Clay being so, like, what the fuck am I... Like, just watching it back then mm-hmm. and, like, being, wow, this is, like, almost like a horror movie like i was like this is for kids like right (laughs) it made me question like wow kids are watching this shit like (laughs) holy shit they're like really pushing the boundaries on like shit that kids will watch right you know because it was almost like a horror movie because i mean clayface is is a very like visually creepy character 
Mm-hmm. And especially he's the way he's portrayed, the way his the shape shifting of the faces and all that shit, it was like creepy looking. And the cool thing you about know? that he's never existed outside of the comics before. So he wasn't on the sixty show, he was never in a no. movie, never in a super friend show. So he was a new, fresh villain. We've never we we've never seen Batman fight a villain with superpowers. Yeah. And it was so weird. I mean, just the way that the way it like plays out where, you know, you thought it was it was Bruce Wayne was, you know, Robin, Robin the fucking, you know, Robin the factory or whatever, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was basically Clayface just disguising himself as everybody. And but when he just starts morphing into, you know, that big blobby monster that he is, I'm like, wow, this is like kind of like, of course, because I'm in a horror movies, I'm like, it's kind of cool. But I remember just thinking, wow, this is for kids, really? Wow. <laughs> right. And plus, the animation on that was just like top notch. It almost seemed like anime. Yeah, on that it's particular like dark, episode, it's like Dark reason. Man, you know, it reminded me of Dark Man, you know. Right. <laughs> so, um, and that was the thing about the animated series is like, I, it, it came, it was such a surprise because remember, eighty nine Batman blew up, like it was so huge, and everybody loved Batman for like three years. Then you had Batman Returns and just continued this Batman phenomenon. You know, where everybody, the world was just saturated with Batman shit. So I was kind of sick of Batman at the time. You know, so when this cartoon came on, I'm like, oh, shit, now it's a Batman cartoon? Right. Uh, You you think they're just milking the movie? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't think it was going to be that good. But then I start watching. I'm like, holy shit, this is actually kind of fucking cool. Right. You know? Like, it actually went deep into Batman's mythos. And I'm like, wow. Okay. I was like, wow. I mean, most of my knowledge of Batman comes from the anime. It was so series. it started influencing the comic books. Yeah. Like they started, well, let's let's just do what they're doing. You know? Yeah, because I thought it was gonna suck and it turned out not like quite the opposite. Right. <laughs> you know? Let me okay, mine, I'm gonna just give you a simple one. Almost got him. Okay, yeah, that's Cla- a good one. Classic too. episode, classic episode. That's All so the villains are in there one. saying it was just some awesome stuff in it too. And I'm even thinking like, damn, are they about to kill Batman? Even though you know he lived, you know. Yeah. And then that twist at the end. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so okay, now here's a here's a tough one, Eli. I got a tough one for you now. Okay. Best Batman animated movie. Animated movie. Yep. Fuck. That's a tough one. Ah uh, shit. Um. Ah, fuck it. I'll go with Under the Red Hood. Okay. I was, you know what? Uh, I, I I was trying to see where you're gonna go with Under the Red Hood or Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, I, I was I was waffling between that and then the Attack on Arkham is pretty cool too. Yeah. So I don't know, that's kind of Suicide Squad, but I count them because Batman is yeah, on it. You know? Yeah. But so, I'll, I'll go with Under the Red Hood just because okay. that's so. So cool. you're saying Under the Red Hood is better than Mask of the Phantasm? I, I think. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <Fuck> it. <laughs> that made you think for a second, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Come on, internet. Come on. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> because everybody unanimously You said, must be out of your mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> because the internet always says that Mask of the Phantasm is the best animated movie. And I th- thought about that, but I was just thinking, like, is it, though? Because I mean, it's cool. It's but... cool. It is. But which one do you remember first? You remember? Do you remember anything that happened in Mask of the Phantasm? Not really. He gets big, right? No. <laughs> that didn't even happen. Which is the one where he gets giant. Now, see, now, yeah, I'm getting them all mixed up now. Yeah, I don't know what one you're talking about. Is that Sub-Zero? Which one where he gets big? I didn't see he grows. Zero. 
he grows like kaiju size and he fights so, or is it, or was I just really high back then? I was doing I a lot of drugs back, back then. Yeah. I was doing a lot of drugs back then. Okay. I could have sworn Batman got big, like grow, grew, like Godzilla Batman. Damn, you were some good shit back then if you were watching <laughs> that shit. I'm Googling that shit now. <laughs> I know I didn't imagine that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but like I said, I can barely remember anything that happened to Mask of the Phantasm. But under the Red Hood, I remember every single fucking thing that happened. You know, oh, is that so? Are you going with Mask of the Red Hood too? Yeah. Okay. It was a trick question. Yes, I would. I want okay. to see what you say. I was ready to argue with you, but you agree with me. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we can just move on from there. All right. Now, last thing we're gonna do before we get to the good shit uh, is okay. We got to name our top five graphic novels or graphic or storylines or whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. You know. Storylines, graphic novel or storylines? Are we doing graphic? Okay. Yeah, just whatever story arcs or graphic novels or trades or whatever. You know, Batman centric. So I'll, I'll let you go first. You know, I don't know if you got a list or not, but I'm just I'm a kind of. No, I don't. But I mean, are we? I mean, obviously, obviously, Dark Knight Returns and all that shit's gonna be on there, mm-hmm. right? Are right. we? <laughs> so, so basically, you're gonna go to top. Well, that. Uh, I mean, I'll go with. Um, Oh, Killing Joke. Fuck. Fuck. I forgot about that one. The killing, <laughs> what's the killing Damn, joke? I forgot about the Killing Joke. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Killing Joke. That's on there. Shit. I don't okay. know. <laughs> you, you got Killing Joke. You got Killing Joke. Okay. Damn, I, I got to move some stuff around in. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so that's that number five? Yeah, number five. Got, okay, so you got Killing Joke number five. Okay, Mine. I, sh- I don't know if it's number five, but fuck it, it's on there. <laughs> okay. Mine is, and I love the story. I don't care what anybody says. I love the story. Ten Nights of the Beast. I don't know if I've read that. Nobody's one. ever heard of this story before. It's fucking okay. awesome. It's one of the stories that got me into Batman. Okay, it is the only cool story of the KG Beast. Okay, yeah, you lost me. Okay, I know who that is, but <laughs> okay, uh, basically the KG Beast. I'm not gonna get into it, but anyway, he comes to Gotham because he's an assassin. He goes around killing people, but he somehow is like this greatest assassin that even knows Gotham better than Batman does. And you know what? Fuck KG Beast. I got a better story. <laughs> Scratch that one. It was a cool story, but I just thought about it. it was a much better story than that one that I think about. It. Because even talking about that story reminds me of another story that's better than that one. Court of Owls. Oh, yeah. Like, fuck. Like, we just staring oh, us yeah. right in the face. Court of Owls. Yeah. Court of, that's good. Yeah, that's Court awesome, of Owls actually. is the top five story. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. <laughs> so, okay. I, I'll give you number four. Would you? Um... Fuck, uh, uh, Azarello's Joker. Fuck it. Okay, okay. Uh, Brian Azarello's that Joker story is mm-hmm. Batman. Yeah, Batman shows up at the end, oh, but it's just basically yeah, it's basically about that uh, a guy who's driving for the Joker. It's all from his point of view. One of Joker's henchmen. I think that guy a, was in uh, Suicide Squad. Okay, the Frost or whatever. I think his yeah, name was that, Fro- that guy. Jack he was, he was Frost, basically Joker's so- Joker's henchman. Yeah, and um. It's just Joker going on a gang war with all the other Batman villains and shit. And this guy is his hench- one of his henchmen and shit. And mm-hmm. Then he gets, then he dies at the end. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, shoot! What I got number four, right? Well, four. I'm gonna put Killing Joke in there. I wasn't gonna put in there, but I gotta put Killing Joke's gotta go in there. Yeah. I'll let you. I guess you got number four, number three. You got number three. Okay. Uh, number three. Fuck. Um, 
long Halloween. Fuck. I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah that, that, that needs to be over there too. So. Yeah. Just because, you know, Loeb, he just knows how to write stories that, fuck, he did Hush too, didn't he? Damn, Hush. <laughs> I forgot about Hush. Okay. <laughs> Well, Long Halloween reminds me of Hush because Loeb just brings like right, all, all the these villains and villains into the, yeah, and just the Long Halloween really showcases Batman being a detective. Yeah, you know, hunting because the holiday. Didn't know killer. who was the killer? Yeah, and you still kind of don't like. Is it no, Harvey Dent? They, they, they say they say who the killer is at the end, but it's like ha- like Harvey Dent's wife and is it Falcone's son? They like were. I thought. Cause like she okay, like yeah, they, right. they, they they leave it up to like interpretation where you don't know if it's it because I think a couple of them did a like the first three murders were by one person yeah. and then the other one you and know so like it's a copycat of, afterwards and kept the killing going or something yeah so it's 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 a cool mystery you know okay but then it showed the or but the thing about the hot long Halloween it showed the the progression of the mob going out. And the supervillains coming in because they were all mimicking Batman. Yeah, it's like it's like right after year one, I believe. Like, right, it's basically saying it was like year two. So that one made the story so interesting. You could see that, damn, Batman is probably making this shit worse being here. <laughs> <laughs> and and Gordon even says it. You like, I, I wonder if you making this shit worse. You being here because they just had to deal with the mob at first. Then you got crazy ass clowns running around and shit. Yeah, yeah, Falcone and Mulroney and. Yeah, that was so, that's all shit from the from the movies. Yeah, damn it, Eli, you got me forgetting forget about these stories. <laughs> okay, my 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 number, but my number three doesn't change. My number three was always going to be Hush. Okay, yeah, Hush I totally is, forgot about Hush. Hush is a fucking awesome story. If if anybody here that's never read a Batman comic, that's the book I would recommend. I would recommend Hush over any other book. Yeah, as far as a Batman starter kit. Yeah, because like, cause, yeah, cause even Dark Knight Returns is you got to be familiar. You kind of got to know some stuff. Yeah, you got to be familiar with the with the mythology to uh, to really like appreciate how deep that book goes. But right, and, and, hush, and hush one, is that. Yeah, yeah. Year one is too much of a crime noir story where it kind of puts Batman into another genre. Where Hush yeah. is like the most Batman comic you can get. Yeah, and it, and again, it's jo- Jeff Loeb writing. Yeah bringing all the fucking villains into the story and Jim Lee. I was going to say, because Jeff Loeb wasn't the star of that book. Jim yeah. Lee was the star of that book. <laughs> yeah, but Jeff Loeb wrote every character that Jim Lee, okay, you want to see Jim Lee draw everything Batman? So here you go. Because <laughs> it was it was like porn the way Jim Lee was just drawing it. It was just bat porn, you know? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had, the, the honestly, a better Superman versus Batman fight in that book. Because yeah. you really felt like Batman couldn't beat him. But Superman was there. And then Batman basically said, like, this dude could kill me anytime he wanted to. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm basically, like, he's trying not to kill me right now. So I got to figure this thing out before he just forgets who he is and just takes me out, you know. And that, to me, was a more believable fight than it was in, in The Dark Knight Returns. So, yeah, but I'll, I'll yeah. let you go number two. Number two. Um, fuck it, I'll go Death of the Family. I was wondering if you're gonna put that on there. Okay, Snyder, 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 and Capullo. Um, oh, death of the family. Oh, death of okay. the family. Yeah. Okay. New Fifty Two. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely goes on there. With Joker just goes fucking nuts and yeah. Yeah, and that just like that book got me re- 
basically got me back into reading comics regularly again. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I you know, I, I come and go with my comic collecting and comic reading. But I just remember when that I just remember hearing hearing about like Joker rips off his face. And I'm like, what the fuck? Really? <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, I got to I got to I got to hear about this shit. So I went out like and, people yeah. don't even read comics with hearing about this shit. Like Joker did what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I got to I got to I got to check this shit out. And. And then when I found out it was Greg Capullo and I was, you know, I used to read Spawn. Mm-hmm. So I was like, the dude who draws Spawn is drawing Batman. Holy fuck. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm sold. You know, I'm there. And yeah. So that that story arc got me basically reading comics again regularly. Like I like I best and here, part here about I am. That book, best part of the book when, when Batman went to Arkham. And yeah. Joker sent all of his bad guys at the same time. Batman just ran through their asses. <laughs> like, I don't feel like playing with you guys right now. I got better shit to do. We're right. Get the fuck out of my way, Clayface and Bane. And it was just yeah. like awesome when he did this shit. <laughs> yeah, and it just made it brought again, it brought Joker to a higher level. Like I never like it reminded me of Dark Knight Returns as far as like, wow, I never thought that comics could go there. You right. know? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So and yeah, Greg Capullo. Just okay. Look, I know we we gotta talk about this. Who do you got, Jim Lee or Greg Capullo? Oh fuck, man. <laughs> we, got, we gotta go there. We yeah, you're just torturing there. me, man. <laughs> um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go with Capullo because he may he. There's like a creep, like a creepiness. Yeah. To, you know, like Jim Lee is an awesome artist, and anything he draws is fucking awesome. But Capullo has a distinctive style where he he adds a creepy like horror quality, right? To to, it, it, to Batman. I, I get what you're saying. Capullo yeah. fits Batman better. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. Like his style on Batman is right. just. Now, if you want to do so... a Justice League book, yeah, Jim Lee is better for that than Capullo. But for yeah. Batman and that world in Gotham, it's yeah. Capullo. Yeah, he, he told that really creepy atmospheric cartoony like he's so cartoony and exaggerated right. but it adds this sort of like like i say this like horrific quality a terror quality to the to the to the characters and everybody you know right so yeah I, i'm going with capullo so fuck it <laughs> okay I'm, I'm okay we're on the same page there okay so my number two Woo, this is gonna be a tough one number two number two i gotta go with year one Damn okay because you already know what number one is but i, I gotta say number two is year one yeah. because year one is such an awesome story, but my number one that just changed my outlook on what comics could be, you know. Yeah, and I think we all know what our number one. <laughs> right, we know what the number one is. So, did, did you give a number two already? Uh, Death of the Family. Death of the Family. Okay, so we, we were so basically we know number one is the Dark Knight Returns, you know. Yeah. And, and we're not Zack Snyder where we only read the Superman versus Batman fight. No, <laughs> we read the entire book. <laughs> we understand the themes that Frank Miller was trying to put all throughout the book. You know, so we and, understood. And, ba- and Batman doesn't kill anybody in Dark Knight Returns. Or, or, or wait, wait, wait. Or does he? Are you talking about the Joker? No, I'm not talking about the Joker. He didn't kill the Joker. I think there is one scene that he might have killed a guy, and it's heavily debated because the thing is, okay, let's go back to BVS. Let's talk about the one good thing BVS did. Okay, you know what I mean. Fight? The Batman fight. The Batman fight. The warehouse. The warehouse. The, the warehouse, warehouse scene. Yeah. That's the only thing worth about that movie. Now, we know the scene. Oh, you're talking about the machine gun. The machine gun where he burst through the wall. Don't worry, man. I'll kill her. And you know, I believe you. And, you know, shoot. That scene is taken directly word for word from The Dark Knight Returns. 
Now, the thing is, Batman takes the machine gun and Batman fires the machine gun, but we don't see what happens to the guy that he shot. Maybe he killed him. Maybe shot around him. We don't know. So he may have killed that guy. I guess maybe. But like, it's up to it's up to interpretation. But then he but then he goes and explains to the sons of Batman at the at the end, like, no, we're not. He said, no, we're, we're not, not using guns. guns. Okay. Yeah, but weapons of silence gun. and shit, and you know. <sighs> we, we're not gonna go there. We're gonna that. We're gonna tackle that later on. This is exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting. We, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. <laughs> okay, can we get into the actual comics now? Yeah. Okay, because I think yeah. I got some more topics. We're gonna just fuck all those topics. Get to go. So now this is where we actually talk about the bread and butter of the podcast. We're gonna talk about comics, and we're gonna talk about one comic, maybe. Nah, one comic. One comic can leave it alone. We're talking about one comic today, and that is Detective Comics 1000. We're going to break this book down, talk about it, and just explain what you know where the book hit us, and we're going to grade it when it's all said and done. Okay, so the first book we're going to start with is Batman's Longest Case. No. Yeah. Capullo they, and Snyder. Back Capullo and Snyder. Again. In my opinion, Capullo and Snyder, and like I said, maybe I'm a novice, maybe people get mad at me, I feel like that is the greatest run, monthly run, ever of Batman. It's yeah, it's yeah, I fuck it, sure. Okay. <laughs> you you can make a case for Hush because the thing is Hush was a run with Blob and, and Jim Lee also. A twelve month like it was a year long run. So you can yeah. you can argue that also, but I'm gonna say but Capullo was fifty issues. You know, Snyder. Fifty two. Oh 52? no. No, it was fifty two issues. It was fifty two. But he didn't do all of them. He you know I think he didn't Jock, do he didn't do two. Yeah, Jock did forty four yeah, okay. But shit, still. 44 is awesome. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to save my comments on 44 cuz we're going to talk about that shit. Okay, yeah. Let's go. Wait, we're going to do what? You I, I'm a, no. You want to say I know you I know where you're going to go with b- the Batman, your problems with Batman. Okay. And I'm I, and I and I just thought of Batman 44 with Jock and uh Snyder. Okay. Um, I don't know where you're going, but we'll we'll, we'll get there. Well, it it addresses what you your problems with Batman. Okay, so, we'll, we'll get there. Let's let's yeah. talk about uh, Batman on case. So basically, quick book. Uh, we're going to get into it. Basically, Batman is getting fed these breadcrumbs. He don't know where he's getting fed from. And it turns out it's the Guilds of Detectives. Am I saying something, that right? The League of Extraordinary Detectives or something. Or some shit like that. Anyways, the Guild, yeah. It was the Guild, yeah. Basically, the best detectives in the universe, some shit like that. Because Batman is the world's greatest detective, but that's not good enough. So they basically tell him, we're going to let you in and we're going to make you a better detective. Boom. That's the story. Honestly, I thought it was kind of weak. Yeah, I it think may there's... have been the weakest story of the whole thing. Yeah, it was a little. Yeah, like oh, and I was like, oh, they're probably setting up some shit. So <laughs> gotta be, of course, they gotta be setting up some shit. But yeah, I, I just he... felt like, man, did... Snyder Capullo, this the best you could do? Yeah, they just open up a book and then that's it. It's like, oh my god, this is just the beginning. I'm like, yeah, okay. okay, yeah. All right, next book is a uh, manufacture for use, and this is Kevin Smith and Jim Lee. Yes. Okay. I know people hate Kevin Smith, especially they they want to ban him from touching Batman ever again. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Remember when Eric? Eric was. <laughs> if he was in a room with us, he might have fought us. It's just even bringing up his name. Well, shout out to Eric. Shout Bob out to Bob. Eric. Shout out to Get Valiant. Get Valiant. He he like hates Kevin Smith because with a passion. I'm like, what did <laughs> Kevin Smith do to you? Because he because he made Batman piss his pants or whatever in uh 
that one Kevin Smith story or some shit. And I thought it was just a one-off thing. Like, I thought just Eric was just having a, a moment. But then I dug into it on the internet, and a lot of people have an issue with that. Yeah. You know, so I didn't know that. So, <laughs> no, but yeah, but this story was pretty cool. Basically, and not only that, but it was a, a appearance of Matches Malone, who hadn't been in the comics in a while. This Batman, you know, underground, undercover identity. He bays, he goes and finds the gun that killed his parents. But yeah. he didn't put it in his trophy case because in the in the old comics, like in the '30s comics, whatever like that, he had the gun in his trophy case in the Batcave. You know, but he doesn't mm-hmm. do that now. So now he melted the gun down and used it as part of his bat symbol to protect himself. So now yeah. the gun that killed his parents is actually going to be his protection. Yeah, right under his bat symbol. Right. So I'm thinking that's actually a pretty good story. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was... Well, the thing is, they don't say Kevin Smith's name until the end. Until the end. I was like reading it. Because they I'm put like, his name shit. at the front, I, I can imagine. People people didn't give the book, book a chance. <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised. Like, whoa, Kevin Smith wrote this. Yeah, like yeah, Kevin that, Smith wrote this. Okay, that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool story. So uh, now this one, this one might have been my favorite. One of my favorites. Uh, the next one was the Legend of Newt Brody. Yes, I was about to say this might be my favorite one. Now I'm gonna tell you why this might be my favorite one because it was written by Paul Dini. Yeah. Who who wrote the 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 good shows of the Batman animated series? And this basically read like an episode of Batman the animated series. Like it could have been an episode. Yeah. And so yeah. that was so awesome. About basically, Newt Brody is this goon that gets hired by all the Batman's goons. You know, because they just hire just anybody off the street. But every time they hire him, he keeps fucking up their missions. You know. Yeah. <laughs> he, but they don't understand why he's doing. Like, he, oh my fault! I accidentally tried to cook a sandwich and burn your house down. You know, some shit like that. Yeah. Or with a uh, Riddler, I had this passcode, Batman, that you can't figure it out. And Batman would just go right to Newt Brody, and Brody would give him the code. Like, wait, how the fuck you even know the code? Oh, you slipped it down. I memorized just in case you forgot it. You know, it turns <laughs> out at the end, it's all of the bad family. They're taking yeah. turns being new Brody the whole time. It's basically going undercover, you know. Yeah, to fuck up, to foil all the rogues gallery's crimes and shit. Right. So Batman always has a person on the inside, you know. Yeah. And then and- all of a sudden, nowhere... And then Batman's like, okay, I'm going to retire the Newt Brody, you know, role. And then Damien comes out of nowhere. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a little kid. He's like, no, I want to be Newt Brody. Yeah, Newt Brody Jr. <laughs> right. And then Batman's like, oh, you. Yeah. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It was so nice to see, like, how fun this story was. Like, right. Because everyone's, it's, oh, Batman's going to be dark and brooding and serious. And he kills people now. Right. <laughs> And he doesn't and this, have to be like that all the time. Yeah, and that that was the cool thing about the animated series that you could have these goofy. I mean, Harley Quinn was born out of the Batman the right. animated series, and she was just a stupid female Joker, right. like a like a jokey character that just happened to just you know. And sometimes fucking, they had some fun episode. Like Batman can be fun sometimes. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, is is this, I just, yeah. This one put a smile on my face. You know? Yeah. So th- this was one of my top. This is one of my favorite ones. The the new Brody thing. Okay. Yeah. The next one, and this was actually I was waiting on this one. The Batman's design. Mm-hmm. Now this is why I like this one. Now this was by Warren Ellis. And the funny thing, like all the other art uh, writers and artists we named had worked on Batman before. I don't remember a Warren Ellis Batman story. You know, worth mentioning. If he's mm-hmm. ever done, I don't remember him doing that story at all. Now, he's the guy that did Extremist for Iron Man, you know. Okay, yeah. He's that guy. And this book was, I mean, this story was awesome because I was like, okay, where is prep time Batman? 
we always talk about Batman got prep time. We see prep time Batman right here just doing all kind of bullshit. You know, he said, okay, yeah. we got these metahumans who got super strengths like that. Good. That means I don't have to hold back. You know, it just goes and just fuck these guys up with all kind of traps and, and bombs and shit. I was like, okay, it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's what I was waiting on the whole time. Uh, what's next? Okay, here we go, Eli. Here we go. This the this the this the book I wanted. Uh, this the story I wanted to talk about next. Yeah. Okay. Return to Crime Alley. Mm-hmm. Okay. The reason I want to talk to this is because, like, for those that don't know what Crime Alley is, Crime Alley is the alley that Batman's parents got killed. And in Batman tradition, he goes there every year on their anniversary. You know, to honor the death. He might play in roles or you know whatever. You know, does something like that. This time he meets Dr. Leslie Thompson Tompkins. For those that you know watch the Gotham TV shows like that, that's she's not hot like she is on the show. You know, like <laughs> an old decrepit woman. You know, <laughs> they aren't made her on the show. You know, yeah. <laughs> so with this one, and she basically talks to Bruce. She was like, because Bruce, uh, because Batman, he's Batman, right, man? And she, of course she knows who Batman is, and he just tells her, you know, I'm here to honor the death of my parents. You're like Bruce, say what it is. It's murder. Because obviously you haven't dealt with this situation yet. You're, you're fucking whatever, 80 years old, and you still haven't dealt with this. You know, you yeah. could have you could have did something with this. You could have got past this. You could have used your wealth and influence to do something with this and make Gotham better. But now nah, you just run around just beating the shit out of people. Like you're not. And obviously run around in this costume. It's obviously that you still have PTSD from this because you never moved on from this. You're still a little boy. And then not only that. We get these uh, muggers that just robbed the party store and put masks on stuff like that, and they try to mug Batman for some reason. Like I understand they want to mug the old lady, but Batman's standing right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then Batman just flips the fuck out and starts beating the fuck out of all of them. He was like, "Like you're gonna rob me on the place where my parents got killed? Like no, that's not gonna on the anniversary. Or... On the anniversary, no, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of everybody. So he like it's four of them. He beats the shit out of three of them." And then he remembers, he, oh, wait, I clocked the fourth one. Where the fuck is he? So he turns around getting ready to beat the shit out of him, and Leslie Tompkins is protecting him. And she's like, like you going to stand in front of him between me? Why? I'd be like, because, uh, fuck, what did she say? Basically, like, you've done enough damage, or can't you see he's hurting? You know? Yeah. And, like, you're scared of him. Like, like no, I'm talking to him about you. Yeah. <laughs> and it was you like, oh. You feel sorry for him? He's like, no, I feel sorry for you. Right. And I was like, yeah. damn. And, that's the, and, and, of course, it was by Denny O'Neill. Denny O'Neill was that artist in the 70s. Because everybody wanted to give Frank Miller, you know, credit for reinviving Batman. But Denny O'Neill was actually writing these stories like a decade before Frank Miller even touched them. You know, mm-hmm. basically doing the same damn stories where he was going introspective and deep and dark, you know, with these textures with Batman. And it's the same story. He invented Lucius Fox and Leslie Tompkins and all these folks like this, you know. And it was, and that's the thing. Leslie Tompkins was basically saying everything I've been saying about Batman. You know, he's a flawed character. He makes things worse. All he's doing is acting out vengeance when he could be using his money and social status and Bruce Wayne to really help Gotham if he wanted to. But that's not what he wants to do. Another reason why he doesn't kill. Because he wants these guys to keep coming back so he can beat the shit out of them. You know, if you kill yeah. Joker, what, why does he need to be Batman anymore? Well, my theory is if he kills... Then he's just like then he crosses that line. He he. I always felt that the relationship between him and Joker was. He has to believe that the Joker can get better, or else he's not going to get better because he sees himself in the Joker. So 
that's my take on it. That's what I always found interesting. Agree to disagree. <laughs> you know, like I said, I've always thought that the reason he didn't kill Joker because they need each other, both of them. That's why Joker won't kill him. That's why he won't kill him. Because they got to keep this chess game going. Because it's like you—you you got that guy you like to play Street Fighter for, or you like to play Tekken with. If he leaves the house and then come back, now who you got to play Tekken with? I think that's more Joker's standpoint. I, I think, think Joker I think has both their standpoint. I, yeah, I—I I don't think it's. I think Batman is hopes that he's not as insane as the Joker. I think deep down that's what Batman believes. That I'm not like this. Well, we know for a fact, like I said, in the Alan Moore killing joke, Joker believes that Batman is just as crazy as he is. Yeah. So maybe But even that But even that story, like until people said that Batman kills the Joker, I never saw it that way. I never saw it. Until people said that. You know, mm-hmm. that he kills the joke. And, I, and then when you got Batman damn now, it's like the, it confirms that Batman supposedly did kill the Joker. Yeah. But I never saw it because of who I thought Batman was. Like, no, he doesn't. That's not what he does. So right, I never because saw he's that. the hero of his own story. Yeah. So but um, but what I wanted to talk about and, you know, that there are some times where Batman is forced to look at what he's doing. You know, and and the work that he's doing, and one of and when I talked about uh, the Batman Forty Four from the New Fifty Two run, it's Scott Snyder and and Jock actually did the book, and it's just a standalone story where Batman's investigating the death of a of a young black teenager by a by a cop, and he just unfolds this whole you know scenario about. You know the racism and the crime and the and the poverty of of Gotham City, mm-hmm. and he questions what he's doing, right. and questions you know uh, his methods and how how people view him. Like he thinks he's trying to help the city and save Gotham, but all he is is instilling fear. The same way that you know poli- that like, like you know the police people- instill fear and. You know. in, in, in lower income communities. Right. You know, so he had to look at himself and really, you know, uh, and, and, you know, like take that hard look at like, what am I doing here? And at the end of the book, you know, these like kids on the street are running away from him. Right. And he's like, no, wait, wait, wait. And he basically said, I'm Batman. Talk to me. Like, and the kids are like, what? It's like, don't right, basically, he's like, he don't himself this stuff, this, this, you know, fear, you know, the object of fear, people scared to talk yeah. to him. Like maybe if I, maybe if I spend less time dishing out punishment and more time sort of nurturing and monitoring the neighborhood, that maybe the neighborhood Gotham won't need punishment, you know? Right. <laughs> so that was just, and that story always stuck out to me. as like, And especially at the time it came out because it came out, like right when the, the Ferguson riots and all that, you know, all that the Black Lives Matter movement had just started up. And, right. And it just came out just during that really relevant time. And, and I, that, I think that in story, the Superman book around the same time, like Superman was like standing between the police and a protest himself. Yeah. You know. So it really it, it just basically made that allegory of Batman as a police as as a police officer. You know, just kind of doing, you know, not having to answer for any of his actions. Right. And he had to take a look at himself like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, what can I do differently about about all this? And that that like I said, that story really stood out, you know, so props to Snyder for, for can going. I, can there. I bring up another BVS moment? 
okay. it's another thing I actually liked about the movie, even though they kind of fucked that up too. Yeah. Okay. Because I think in the in the BVS movie, I think they were trying to use Batman as a metaphor for police brutality. Yeah, they do sort of mention that. Like, yeah, and I think that's the main reason Clark Kent had an issue with him. Because remember, before Superman got involved, Clark Kent was trying to take him down. You know, he mm-hmm. was trying to do an expose on Batman, but the thing was, the police wouldn't talk to him because the police were happy with him beating the shit out of people. They're yeah. like, he can get away with it, we can't, so we don't care. And, and Clark can't realize, okay, because he's beating the shit out of people, he's beating the shit out of the lowest class and people of color, people will let Batman do whatever the fuck he wants to do. And yeah. that's the problem that Clark can have. But of course, they fucked that storyline up too, so... You know, yeah. Moving past that. What's the next story we got? Uh, Heretic. This is a weird one. Uh, made by Christopher Priest. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, of Black Panther fame. And actually, I actually I think Eli, this might have been the worst story. The worst story. Yeah. <laughs> it it might have been because basically the story. It, well, you know what? No, it wasn't the worst story. Steiner Capullo was still the worst story. This is the second worst story. <laughs> <laughs> Because basically with the story, and I actually do like some things about it because basically with the story about like this ninja that had uh, excommunicated himself from the League of Assassins and he was running like an underground railroad where he was trying to get other people out of the League of Assassins and the whole thing was the reason they're doing it because they were taking inspiration from Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne, you know, you know, joined the League of Assassins and he got out. And so he broke thinking, the code, yeah. Yeah, they like. Well, I, didn't, he, I, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, shit. <laughs> after I thought about it, I was just like, but now that I'm, I'm, I'm telling it to myself, I'm like, well, actually, it is kind of a cool concept. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, because they think about it. Okay, Batman got out. Well, Bruce Wayne got out. Then we can get out. You know, he yeah. gave them hope to get out of there, but that's not how this works. Now, Lee, uh, not Leroy. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> uh, Eli, let me ask you this. Have you seen Naruto? That cart, the ninja, like, believe it, or whatever. Yeah, that, believe it, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you understand the concept of Naruto. Yeah. So basically, they okay, so they have a ninja clan, and one of the number one rules of a ninja clan is that you are not allowed to leave. Mm-hmm. And if you do leave, you they either come back and get you to bring you back to the clan, or they kill you. You know, and the reason yeah. I bring up Naruto, because like I said, he's all about ninja clans and stuff like that. So his best friend Sasuke leaves and Naruto like, I'm going to bring my best friend back because I believe in him. And while he's dressing at him, the other head ninjas are like, uh, y'all go with Naruto, just kill that guy. Just be done with it. You know, that's their plan. Because the thing is, if a ninja, a rogue ninja, if he gets caught by somebody, he could tell the clan secrets. You know, yeah. or he could turn on the clan and tell them everything. So he's a liability. He has to go. And that's the same thing with the League of Assassins in the Batman book. They're like any ninja that, you know, you know, that gets away from us. We have to kill him for the betterment of the clan. And that's how they look at, you know, now, why don't do Batman like that? I don't maybe because they can't kill Batman. Just better than him. You know, it's Batman. <laughs> yeah. And so. But yeah, anybody else, they're like, nah, we got to kill him. So Batman's like, if I can't find any rogue ninjas trying to leave. I'm going to help them. And the other head ninjas, like, if I find any rogue ninjas, I'm going to kill them. You know, and they just kind of go their separate ways, you know. So yeah. They start a Wu-Tang clan. Basically. Off, an offshoot of Shaolin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the next story we got? I know. What does I know? This is the Bendis one. Oh, yeah. The Bendis and the Penguin. Or, I mean, Batman and the Penguin. 
How do I feel about this story? I'm trying to see how I feel about this. I don't know how I feel about this one, Eli. With most Bendis stories, I don't know how to feel. It's interesting. It's, I mean, it, it's not bad. <laughs> it's got some some okay stuff too. Base okay. I, Basically, I guess. But, yeah. Okay. Let me just oh, explain. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is we're both like, not sure. Yeah. So all of maybe we say it out loud, we can understand where we're going with this. Okay. So basically, it's like in the future, Batman's like 80, 80 years old. <laughs> Fuck it, he's eighty yeah, years he's old right man. now. Present time. Yeah. So he's in a wheelchair right now. He gets busy by Oswald Cobblepot, and Oswald Cobblepot is telling him, "Yeah, the wheelchair thing. I put you in a wheelchair, and guess what, dumbass." I've known you've been Batman for decades. That's me basically just tells me this shit like that. And he said, the reason I didn't kill you is because so many people had tried to kill you before. And if I kill you, I might miss and you might come after me. So I wanted to cripple you just enough to make sure you stay where you are, you know. But then Batman realizes, oh, well, then Batman tells him, guess what? I know you knew who I was. I know you'd be here right now. So he shocks him and two dudes grab him. I guess it's, it might have been the sons of Batman or... Some orderly stuff like that because Bendis hints at that the Dark Knight Returns exists in this timeline. You like okay. so many people took a shot at you and missed Batman. Even Superman took a shot at you and missed. So it makes it seem like the Dark Knight Returns exists here. You know. So okay, yeah. Maybe I don't know. I just thought, yeah, it's basically Bendis trying to rewrite a mythology again. Yeah. Maybe? So <laughs> it's it's Bendis being Bendis. Yeah. It I was mean, a I very a very bendisy Batman. Yeah, and I was like, eh, okay, sure. I mean, you know, like, I, eh, uh, sure. Okay. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to feel. <laughs> okay, yeah. the next one. Uh, oh, the next one is kind of interesting. The last crime in Gotham. Yeah, this was interesting. This was interesting. So basically, it's just Batman. Alfred. Uh, it's Batman's birthday. You know, Alfred gives him birthday cake, tells him to make a wish, and his wish is uh, basically no more crime in Gotham. Uh, he's married to Catwoman. They got another daughter named Echo. Uh, mm-hmm. Joker's dead. All of his Rose Gallery is dead because they off each other. And Bat- Joker's son, the April Fool, you know, killed all his Rose Gallery on the same day that his dad died. So now there's no more. And basically the story ends with Batman unplugging the back because like, we don't need it anymore. Like, yeah. George, uh, Gordon, you go home to Barbara. I go home to my family. That's it. So, Batman's wish is that all his enemies were dead. I thought it was no more. I don't think that was his wish. It's kind of, <laughs> if you think about it, that's He's kind not of his that. wish. You, if just, you, you just want Batman to be just the biggest dick on the <laughs> earth. Am I showing my bias just a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I took it as okay, there's no more crime in Gotham anymore. And but Batman's all his bad like, guys are dead. That's the thing. Yeah, and he's like. Him? It's like what was, and he was just like, "What the fuck am I doing with my life now?" Right. You know that that's how I took it as. It's like now what? Well, you I know? mean, he, he said he goes home with his family. You know, Damien and Echo and. But just how you know how the, the you know did you make a wish? Happy birthday, sir! It's his birthday, and he's by himself, and he's just like, "What the fuck? Oh, what, do I, okay. what do I do now?" You know, that's, true. that's I thought it was it was still like even then Batman's still sad. Like he can never be happy. Right, because he wish he had a family. But mm-hmm. he's by himself in the cave. Yeah. Okay. So, I still think uh, he wished all his enemies were dead. <laughs> you can look at it both are, ways. Are you saying, saying that this was all in his head or something? It or? was all in his head. Oh. That's, yeah, that's the whole thing. The, the thing oh, was so, so, this, so this is like a Jordan Peele fucking fool. Yeah. This, <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is a mind fuck, right? <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, that was the whole story. Basically, make a wish. That's his wish. You know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> next story, the precedent. Thought it was kind of basic. Uh, basically, who wrote this? Oh, Tinian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know y'all like him. But I'm, I'm like whatever him. This um, was, yeah, this was just like okay. Yeah, it was just, it okay. Was just okay. It was just another story, just basically. Robin. Yeah, Robin. He hasn't been in the story much, so they wanted to talk about it. Robin pops up and. Yeah, just their relationship, you know. Yeah, he's debating should he bring on another boy on here, and it was kind of cool because like you, you basically, Alfred is basically trying to tell Bruce you're fucked up, you know. So if you bring a boy in and had the same trauma you have, maybe you can, you know, show him a better way than what was shown you. You know, maybe he can grow up to be a better version of you. Mm-hmm. You know, which I thought was pretty cool. But like he can learn to, you know, have friends, have family, join the Teen Titans, fall in love, you know, also like that stuff you couldn't do. You know, become Nightwing and all become that Nightwing cool and all stuff. stuff like that. And it was like, okay, maybe it's gonna be maybe Robin is just the first one. You know, maybe it's gonna be some more guys than him. And Robin's telling him like, I'm not even the first one. You are, you know, and he basically telling him that and basically kind of showed that, you know, why Dick Grayson is so special compared to, you know, everybody else in there. So, mm-hmm. Cool story. I never care about Tinian. I, I, honestly, I think Tinian is kind of a, you know, okay writer. Yeah, he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of. He, serviceable. He's yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like the run. I mean, I like this, you know, when he had the family, you know. Yeah. When he just made X-Men out of the Bat family. Shit, sure, that was nice. <laughs> Uh, the yeah. next one is what is this? Batman's greatest case. That was pretty mm-hmm. cool. This was Tom King, right? This is uh yeah, Tom King. Tom King. Okay, <laughs> this this I thought was pretty cool. All the the sidekicks, pop ups like that. Even Alfred, yeah. which I thought was kind of maybe Alfred should be here, just because it kind of automatically gives away his identity. You know. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was but, sentimental. It was sentimental. It was, it was sentimental. It was. I didn't yeah. like the story. I just you know just. Plot reasons, plot holes, like maybe he shouldn't be here. But I understood why he was there, metaphorically wise, he should be there. Basically, it's the day of, you know, the, uh, is it his birthday or is it the day, or is it his I mom's birthday? I or? think it, I think, it, I thought it was the anniversary of their death, right? There's a lot or of shit it? for the anniversary, damn. He yeah. had like a whole schedule. How does he, he fight crime? You want to kill somebody on that day? Just find out when Batman's parents died. <laughs> <laughs> just have a purge. <laughs> but either way, it's just he calls like he calls the Bat family together for something, and they're all just kind of wondering why are we here? Did, did, did you do something, Dick? Did you do something, Damien? And they're all just like trying to figure out what the fuck is right. going and then on. And Damien kind of talks shit to Nightwing, by saying, "You know, you're the worst detective here, right?" <laughs> yeah, Richard. He's <laughs> right. <laughs> Called him Richard, and and then and then it turns out Batman just wanted to take a picture of his family. Yeah, yeah, take a selfie. Yeah, but and, it, and then, it, it, and, it ties all to the theme because he lost his family. Yeah, and then he and then he leaves that picture on the grave of his parents. Right, because he found another family. Yeah, that that's oh. what his yeah that's that's what his case was the greatest case his greatest mystery that he needed to solve was to find his own family. Right, find his family again. Right, which so. hey. Tom King is Tom King for a reason. Yeah. I, I thought that was an awesome story. the way you tied it. Because Tom King can make an awesome story where nobody ever even throws a punch. Yeah. Yeah. But, and that's what, you know, and, and given that lately his stories have been okay, but what I liked about the Tom King run on Batman is it's getting more into the personal side, the but, cerebral but side I, of but Batman. But do I want a humanized Batman? I don't know how I feel about that yet. But, I, I mean, it gets into like... You know, it's more personal. I mean, it, it's more emotional. You know, 
and I, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, say because because Snyder know. Scott Snyder's run, he was a superhero basically. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, he was. Yeah, Snyder was Snyder. Right. <laughs> but I mean, and I thought that's the thing is like you know how do you, you're not going to top that run with Snyder and Capullo, right, and you can't but, copy it by doing what they did. So Todd yeah. King went in a completely different direction. Yeah, he made it. He made it more about drama and character. Yeah. You know. So and some of it's worked. Some like, like lately, like it's been kind of dragging these last this past few months on the Batman run. But you know the the, the War of Joker riddles. I mean that Bane run and it's it, yeah. There there's been some good shit. You know. Cool. So. All right. Got one more. Yeah. Last one. Last one. Yeah. And we this one, I, I I hate that it was spoiled for me, because they they announced this like two two weeks ago. Anyway, the last story is medieval, and this is James not James Tinian Tomasi. 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 He's actually pretty good. Tomasi. Good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically the story is, and this was basically, I felt like I wrote this story. Because he was <laughs> saying everything I was thinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes! <laughs> In fact, I was reading it like, this is just Leroy <laughs> on the internet. Fuck Batman. <laughs> this is Leroy's comment section on every Batman <laughs> <Right>. post. <laughs> like, they wrote this just for me. <laughs> So yeah, basically the whole book is about the basically the spoiler book is the last panel is the Arkham Knight. Yeah. For those who don't know who the Arkham Knight is, he was the bad guy in the last Batman video game, the Arkham Knight. You know. Mm -hmm. So this is his comic book debut. Now. So. But is it Jason Todd? It can't. It can't be Jason Todd. There's there's no way to be Jason Todd. Because if they established the Red Hood over here. Right. so the Red Hood's running around. He's kissing Batman's ass up like that. So for him to turn around and be the Arkham Knight, that would almost be a character betrayal because of the, now he's kissing Batman's ass now. You know. Yeah. So who is it gonna be? Is it gonna be Talia? Or I don't know. Maybe anybody. You know. You know future Damien. You know future future Damien or some shit. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of is a person that wasn't even in this book. Osriel. Oh yeah. Well, Osriel was nowhere in this book. He's right there in the family. Was he? The, the fucking selfie. He's in the background. Oh, fuck. I, I, I look at it again. <laughs> okay, right well, that, that kills that Oh, theory. no, that's not Azrael. Oh, no, that's spoiler. Oh, no. or orphan no. or something. Or orphan. One of them. Yeah, okay. No, that's, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's not him. Okay. Oh, damn. I could have sworn that was him. Uh, I looked. I like, Azrael was nowhere in this book. I was like, damn, okay, they missing a Batman member. But anyway. Yeah, I, I, was him, but I see a tit. Underneath that cloak, so that's not. Osriel has no tits. So yeah, Arkham Knight was basically saying everything I want to say. That Batman is a plague on Gotham. He's making Gotham worse. He doesn't even care whether he not he fixed Bat, uh, Gotham or not. He just wants to beat the shit out of people. He doesn't care even if people get hurt. He's dragging other people into his war that has nothing to do with this and making them hurt people and get them get them killed. Cause damn, they every Robin has been killed once or twice before. <laughs> Once or twice. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like the Arkham Knight is like, no, nah, I'm going to take Batman. In his eyes, Batman is the villain. And he's going to get rid of Batman to make Gotham a better place. And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, he's my hero. <laughs> when his book come out? <laughs> so, yeah, but the Arkham Knight was saying everything I was thinking. Batman, uh, like, say it real fast. Batman. Bad man, Batman, yeah. bad man. I'm like, okay, <laughs> maybe it was a little, little too on the nose with that one, but yeah, I, I get, I get the sentiment. So, yeah. So, and I, I can't be the only person saying this stuff about Batman. I know I'm not. 
No, I get I mean, a lot of shit every time I say this though. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is like for me, what I like about Batman is the world, the world of Gotham, and, right? And just that universe that Gotham, you know, exists in. You know what? What I love about the cartoon, it's just just other top, this other world, fantastical realm, you know, and it's its own reality. And in that in that universe, I love how Batman exists in that world and his relationship with all his rogues galleries. They're all just a reflection of him, you know. So that's what I love. Once he leaves that. Then I'm not into him as much. Then he once goes he's to on, Justice League and he's yeah, in space he's in fighting the, Dark yeah, Side and Justice League and all he's on a team of whatever the fuck. Then I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, in my mind, in my mind, they are two different characters. I, yeah. like Gotham Batman, he's detective. Sometimes he fucks up, sometimes he gets shot. He gets beaten up. It happens, but he's a real person in a real world. When he's with the Justice League, he's prep time unstoppable he knows how to time travel breathe in space all this other bullshit and i'm just like okay you're 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 a different person you're not that same guy you know like like what's the the blackest night storyline right like really the darkest most illest motherfucker in the universe is batman rich boy (laughs) rich boy with you know who's you know fuck off you know you know how many fucking people like from other third world countries had it way worse than him you know, fuck, you know, right. <laughs> that's what you're letting lead me to believe that the most darkest person in the universe is Batman. Right. And, and then why. Grant Morrison had him worshipped as a god and all this bullshit. I was just like, yeah. OK, man, we, we're going a little bit too far with this. Shit. Yeah. It's like, you know, in, 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 in his own comics, in his own universe, in, in the world of Gotham, Batman works for me. You know, even when you bring in other heroes to Gotham, right. it works. You know, Superman in Gotham is an asshole. Right. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, he and, and everybody else that it, it, it becomes, they become a part of that universe and reflect that universe. And I, and I like that. That's what I love about the Batman story. To me, it's, 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 yeah, it's like a semi horror flick almost, yeah. you know? And that's what I like about it. Yeah. But take him out of that. And then, yeah, he's, he, he kind of sucks. Yeah. No, he doesn't make sense. He's yeah. got all these guys and shit. Why is he here? Yeah. <laughs> he should. Somebody said to me like, like even if Batman isn't just Lee, he should be more like Hawkeye or some shit. You like a guy yeah. you forget about that's in the background of the team. He shouldn't be beating the shit out of the whole team by himself. Yeah, or like Cyborg, like right. You know, he's just the, the smart guy. You know, you know? He, he shouldn't be like if the entire Just League gets kidnapped and he's <laughs> by himself and Superman's looking at the team. Just wait till Batman gets here. <laughs> he's gonna beat the shit out of everybody in here. You're like, no, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so I don't know, but my my thing about Bat his thing, I talk shit about Batman. I like Batman. He's one of my favorite characters. He is one of my favorite comics too. My thing is the thing I find interesting about Batman because it's a lot of hypocrisy about Batman. He thinks he's the hero of his own story, but I think he does make shit worse. And I like reading about the hypocrisy of the, of that. It's like the whole world of Gotham and his child soldiers. You know, Gordon let turn the blind eye, do whatever he want to. I find all this stuff interesting, but I don't necessarily idolize Batman or look at Batman as a hero. I looked at him like a fucked up character, and yeah. being a fucked up character makes him interesting to me. Yeah, and same here. Like, and that's that's the brilliance of Dark Knight Returns. Right, is it? It brought him 
to this other level where he became, yeah, an interesting psychologically and, and just figuratively of, of the universe that he had existed in. It was just, he just reflected, he was a reflection of the times and right. what was going on, you know, that and the, 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 the environment Frank, created him. Right. You know, <laughs> and the thing was Frank Miller wrote him in this story as crazy or like maybe yeah. borderline crazy. Like, like all the villains he were fighting, he was basically mirroring these villains. Like even when he was fighting Two-Face and he got to a point yeah. like, Two-Face, I understand. I understand what you're going through because I'm going through the same thing myself. Yeah, he's like, look at my face, Bruce. What do you see? What do you see? Just a reflection, Harvey. Just a reflection. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> and so he's basically saying, like Frank Miller is saying, yes, Batman is crazy. He has problems, but he's, you know, he's still trying to do the right thing. So And, yeah, and I like on, that duality, yeah. you know? Yeah, he's on the edge, and that's what makes him interesting. You know? Right. And so. so, but yeah, then, but yeah, put him in space, and what? what what's the point? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Hey, have we talked long enough about Batman? Yeah, I'm surprised we went this long. I, mean, I, I thought it was gonna be a short episode. I have no idea how long this was gonna be, but <laughs> we, we, this is the longest I think I've ever talked about Batman. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to give a rating to the book? Did we rate this motherfucker yet? I'm going to rate it if you want me to. Okay. I'm going to give it a four out of five. It was okay. some cool stories. It was some weak story, but it wasn't that story. It wasn't that one story that was like, pow. It wasn't that mm -hmm. for me. Overall, it was cool. Yeah, I'll give it a four out of five, too. I Honestly, I it didn't hit me the way that Action Comics 1000 did. That, and, and I thought you were going to get on me about being biased. No, I, 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 this was cool. And yeah, there was some good stories, but I think there was action comics was a lot of fun. Like I remember reading that and not like, I'm not even into Superman that much. Right. And I I'm remember like, wow, reading, this... and I am into Superman and remember reading that book multiple times, you know, yeah. and I thought I was being biased. Like, yeah, this is easily five out of five for me. Am I going to be the only person to write this book? I like, is he like going to shit on me for my opinion on this? You know? And I thought you were gonna get on me for being like I gave oh I gave Superman a five out of five, but Batman was like eh, sorry, no. Yeah, it's so I just gonna get on me about that, but you know it's yeah it was uh I mean it was cool there was some fun like I think yeah I think the you know the Deanie story is a lot of fun I, yeah. yeah the Kevin Smith Kevin Smith was a lot of fun probably what it was was you know the Capullo and Snyder being disappointing. That's what I know? was expecting. I was hoping that and that was the leadoff story. Yeah. So I, I was expecting more, more for you know, that more boom bang, you know, with you that. Know. You know. Yeah, you know, the Tinian story was just okay. I mean, even the Jeff John story was just okay. Yeah, you know, you had all this big talent, and they just gave they just gave some so so stories. So, so I know. don't know. It's like I guess Paul, I was expecting Paul more. Dini, I think succeeded where the other ones didn't because Paul Nini knows how to write a short story. Like when he was on he was on the main writing staff of Batman, even the comics, he was making one shot stories. Get in, get yeah. out. A lot of these guys, I think they struggle with making just a get in, get out story. Like, don't make a long reaching arc. Tell your story, get in, get out. And well, yeah. Dini and the knows Denny, how to do that. Yeah. And the Denny O, yeah, the strongest stories are just the shorter one, like the Denny O'Neill. Denny, Denny O'Neill knows how to do that because that's how they yeah. wrote those stories back then. Yeah, you know, whereas Jeff Johns and fucking, you know, Bendis, they were trying to cram all this shit. Right. And, and, and do these big giant, like, revelations and it was just yeah. You're okay. like that's it. Okay. <laughs> just give me more. Like you get Kevin Smith. Oh, okay. That was that. That was cool. That's you bad know. when Kevin Smith had one of the best stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, 
All right, let, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. I think we're going to look. Okay. Like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. We have our sister podcast, Geek Sav. We have uh, other uh, podcast, Comic Cast. I think Comic Cast did this one also. I don't know how deep they're going to go with this. I think they're going to do like a whole shitload of books that we didn't do also. So if you want to get a comic book fix, listen to Comic Cast. Yeah. Uh, we also got Hoodoo TV, Get Valiant, this Instruments and Instruction. Geeks and Comics. I fucked that up, but oh well. We'll power through that one. Uh, next week, we're just going to do an all-out Shazam story. I've already had my tickets. We're going to do an all-out Shazam review. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. We're just going to give it to it and just go from there. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we will follow you guys. Same bet time, same bet channel. My power, my pleasure, my pain
Gloom on the grave. 